Today's Mob Rules is brought to you by Friends Helping Friends in the Snow. I'll sweeten that up. That's very specific. Gay. I don't think so. Gay. (laughs) (laughs) I said friends helping friends, not friends humping friends. Oh, okay. I misheard. Yeah, sorry. Hey, welcome to Mob Rules. Uh, Three weeks for three now. Quality declining every time. (laughs) Uh, I am John, joined, of course, by... uh, By Danny and Dave. Dave, me. I'm Dave. Sorry. So he was too busy helping, finger quotes, friends in the snow. By snow, that that means but... (laughs) <laughs> I think that's the accepted uh, nomenclature now for butt. Yeah. That's what the kids are calling it. Yeah, Snow. Taking them yeah. to Valhalla. I thought snow was code for cocaine. I'm going to give you the Nose best candy. blizzard you've ever had. Oh. A snow job. <laughs> I'm going to give you a snow cone. Why do they call him Snowball? <sighs> ah. Dave. Dave. What? That's, yeah. Gross. That's clerks. But gross. Hey, uh, what what you guys been up to? Oh, man. Danny, what have you been up to? Yeah, what you been up to? Danny? Uh, I, like, literally nothing, honestly. <laughs> like, well, nothing like That's game like, food, right? I've like, been really Jesus busy. Christ, guys, it's been a week. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Give me a break already. Jeez. Uh, I have not actually built a model since the uh, Great Earthquake. The Wrathquake? 2018. Of- 2018 yeah the apocalypse of oh. anchorage yeah i'll be uploading a picture of my game room tonight for everybody to see mm. so they can see what i'm doing i with. really wanted to take a picture for that for our vigilish reveal video you know i had it in my head that danny was uh standing in front of his open door I'd, i was going to clean my room but instead i got the vigilist book to review so fuck that see, <laughs> my, my idea but i don't think danny was emotionally ready for it at the time he was not was the sad music you open the door and you just see kind of the trash game room <laughs> And as you start sifting through the wreckage, you find the Vigilist book in there. <laughs> oh, that's where I put this. <laughs> Might as well talk about it. And talk about it, you did. I want to say I love the fact that you guys, Dave, you produced and Danny started two educational videos. Did you air quote produce? Because you really should have. <laughs> um, no, had, Dave actually did. He yeah. did a really good job. Yeah. Um, you get me on top. Two, two books or two videos. Oh, thanks. About uh, Vigilist Defiant, uh, one about yeah. the narrative campaign, uh, one about the more competitive side of the book. And I think it's really telling when one of them is like 3,500 views and the other is 72. Yeah, we actually did three videos. Uh, one was about his dog drinking water for four minutes. Oh my God, the dog is so loud. Could you just like put a video of his dog Fred drinking water for four minutes? We'll put like really dramatic music in the background. <laughs> And just like ramp it up and ramp it up and ramp it up. Only if you Photoshop a commissar head on top of him. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually the film the dog. You just hear the audio. And it oh just, man! And just then you hear us laughing everything. after about two minutes. <laughs> yeah, because we're like, oh my god, Will. Come on, and, come on. How are you? He's and then he like, stops, right? Yeah. To like catch his breath, and then starts again. <laughs> Oh. I was like, well, that's 10 minutes of, uh, of uh, video. You it's wasted. You should put it in. My dogs make cameos on this all the time. That's true. <sighs> yeah. Thought about putting it as an outtake just at the very end. Just he's like, and then on Vigilist. 
Now, <laughs> Dave, I don't know if you listened to the podcast, but I did add an outtake in the, the last episode we put out. I was so tired of doing so much. I didn't finish it yet. Yeah, yeah. So after the uh, the music cuts, I put the conversation we had while I was looking for music. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So if yeah, if you guys managed to survive to the very end of it and you listened to that little conversation between Danny and Dave, that was like the last minute and a half while I was searching for music for Danny's hot takes. <laughs> uh, I could not use the first minute and a half of it due to copyright issues because ah. you played a song on your phone that every microphone we own picked up. <laughs> but um, oh, but yeah, stereo, so it's the, the rest of it got put on there. Here, really shitty tinny stereo. Mm. Mm. Perfect. Hey, we played a game Friday night though, Danny, didn't we? Oh yeah, we did. We played uh, uh, Blackstone Fortress. Mm-hmm. That was fun. How did yeah. how did it go? Uh, it was good. We how, how many levels did you make it through? Uh, <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. We well one combat right, and then we did a couple of encounters. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. So like from the encounter deck, we got the first floor, um, and then it put, we were like, we'll keep going. And we went to the second floor, and then they reduced our party to just me and Danny um, <laughs> against, like... Oh, and I was so hurt. He was so hurt. He had, like, one wound left, which means... Did John go- steal all the glory points or something? No, John died. No, I died, too. Uh, oh. we, we went up into this tiny-ass room. Oh, not emotionally hurt. Physically. Your model was physically hurt. Sorry, my, <laughs> my mistake. But it was, like, a, a, like, a, a, like almost six hexagon by six hexagon room. Yeah. Which had, like, four beastmen and th- uh, two chaos marines in it. Yeah, It was like, let's try the hardest monsters that we can in and, here. Yeah, and, and Danny was the uh, Eldar Ranger, and I was the priest. So we weren't necessarily kitted out to survive rapid-fire bolters. <laughs> <laughs> to live in close hey, the range. Emperor yeah. protects, man. But yeah, we all survived. Apart from my wife, who was playing with us, and she uh, rolled for her wounds and died. And oh. we're like, hey, so you didn't roll that, right? She's like, no, I did. And I'm like, no, because if you'd rolled that, <laughs> you would die, and all of that stuff you got would be gone too. And she's like, oh, but yeah, I died. I'm like, no, no, you didn't. Just okay you're, you're, you're dead <laughs> poor sweet girl insists yeah, on following all the rules those trader guardsmen were brutal man and oh, they man. kept coming back Dude, coming I, back so I, I watched them play it on blackstone friday um on warhammer tv four people playing one person running the bad guys mm-hmm. and their first encounter was the trader guardsmen and they just they got messed up and i was like oh really yeah. oh yeah. Well, I sure hope the Trader Guardsmen have 40k stats like that because uh, <laughs> th- that was brutal well. looking. <laughs> well, yeah, because well, we pulled like the first three encounter groups was like eight guardsmen, seven guardsmen, eight guardsmen. Luckily, we only had 16 models on hand, so we we <laughs> ran out very quickly. Right? Yeah, we didn't have enough. But they still, oh my god, they still just trashed us and so then, quick. Yeah, and then like four of them came back one time and then like we killed the entire group and then like several of them came back like from hidden corridors oh my god it was bad oh, yeah so it, but it was a it was a blast yeah it was good fun we kept our character cards used little po- pockets we'll keep going and mm-hmm. uh, nice. we all survived so we'll be delving back in to try and make it past level 0.5 right next <laughs> time well we won't split the party yeah the, we <gasps> split, yeah we split oh, the party no. i went two and two we should have well, well, that's, because that's RPG 101, you never split the party. The, the way the, the level was set up or the combat was set up was like two narrow like Y-shaped corridors, like one hex wide like going off of each side. So we're like, well, we'll split two and two because otherwise we're going to spend a whole lot of time moving and like um, we're going to get kind of stuck. So that's kind of why we decided to do that. But 
Uh, it really didn't yeah. work out. Um, yeah, Danny went with Nate, who was the tanky robot. Um, I went with my wife Amanda, and she was the the crude shaper, our hunter dude. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that was those were no good pairings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it should have been you and the robot. I think because you could have healed the robot really easily, mm-hmm. and then he's hard to hurt. Yeah, so we so. could have tanked him. And then you could have hung up behind just taking pot shots from far away. And I think the same with Matt, yeah, too. Yeah, that's what you should guy. have been doing. But, uh, yeah. Hey, live and learn. It was like our first kind of play now. Yeah. And it was, like I said, it was a lot of fun. So I we, did shank some guardsmen with my power knife. So did you have somebody running the, the bad guys? No. I, I believe I told you ahead of time that I, I feel like the game probably is more fun with one person mm-hmm. just being the, the bad guy. You know what? It was kind of fun. I don't know. The way yeah. we did it. Because it has this table on the back of every card which shows you like the random way that they, they interact. And it makes sense the way they do it. And then, you know, you get to do fun stuff. Like, it, when it was my turn to control the the bad guys, I, um, like, our buddy Nate had done something to piss me off the turn before. <laughs> so, I brought, <laughs> I decided to bring back the flamer and put it right beside him. <laughs> you know? oh, God. So, and then he repaid the favor with, like, the really high wound sergeant. Yep. Um, so, yeah, like I said, mm. I, I think there was some fun to that, too, there. And that kind of made it a little bit more... Cause, because we were four different characters, right? So, like, Danny was, like, his, his, his Eldari. We had an Imperial Priest, a Nauta AI AI. And um, <laughs> we had uh, a Crute. So, it was, like, why would all of us be working together, you know? So, yeah. there was, like, a little bit of that. I mean, like, hey, man, please don't please don't put a flamer back down right beside me. <laughs> and then John sold off the, my, like, remnants of the fall that I've been looking for. Oh, yeah, there's a... there's. A, <laughs> I got a piece of architect called Remnants of the Fall, which is legitimately a win condition for Danny's character. <laughs> but I sold that for like some real good stuff. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, games with friends. Oh yeah, but yeah, we'll we'll return and we'll, we'll play some more. Uh, like I said, I, I think it's a really solid little system. Yeah, yeah, it was um, fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it, I, I like that it was harder than uh, the Silver Tower. Oh, it was so hard. Yeah, I think the hardest part was setting up the combat. Oh, the room? Because <laughs> it starts off with just this little like four hex triangle and you put all your guys in there. And then when you pull a combat card, it shows you the layout that you have to set up. And I think we spent like five, six minutes trying to figure out which piece goes where and how right. it connects. Um, it took us a hot minute. It took, so it, we did it faster than the uh, Warhammer TV demo one that they had Becca Scott do. Because we looked at them doing it and it took them longer. Yeah, they had to fast forward. So, so they had to fast nice. forward it. We didn't fast forward our life. I wish. It's a good thing you you should have recorded it. So, I mean, not video, video, just audio. Yeah. Just audio. Well, maybe. Because, yeah, we just drank Four Loco and, you know, played our crazy games. Yeah, that was a big part of it, too. It was a big part of it. Oh, no. We we brought the Four Loco cans in. Nate brought um, embarrassingly oversized Reese's peanut butter things, which made us sound like dogs when we ate stuff. (laughs) Because it was just two minutes of what you guys doing. So much peanut butter. So much peanut butter. It was disgusting, but I couldn't stop eating them. Yeah. No, they're good. (laughs) uh, Oversized Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. I mean, oversized Um, peanut butter covered in chocolate cups. Yeah, Mm. dude. They were cut out that. that, uh, It was mostly peanut peanut butter. Yeah. So uh, on a non-hobby front, I've been feverishly looking over leaks for chapter approved. Mm-hmm. And trying to yeah, figure yeah. out what army I'm going well, to bring I think to you Vegas. just mean reveals at this point. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I really dislike the term leak. 
Because especially when GW is working with a community and actually sending out copies for people to look at and review and share. Like saying, hey, this all leaked out. Like, no, they, they sent a guy a copy of the book and said, you can talk about it after this date. Yeah, but we saw it before the date, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Some, some people did. Some people did. Oh, yeah. Not us, though. We're still waiting. For a, <laughs> yeah, we're still waiting yeah. for our copy. That's fine, though. Yeah. I'm really happy that they thought of us. I know. Yeah. I, I'm, we're happy just to be considered. That's right. <laughs> we're like the perennial runner-up. <laughs> so <laughs> so to, to, to let people know, you know, we had the terrible earthquake, and uh, we, we received our email saying, hey, you know, this is, you're, you're getting a review copy of Chapter Proven Vigilist. They'll, they're on their way, which is how everything comes to us. And um, then we had a big-ass earthquake, um, and I was like, well, I didn't get it today and big ass earthquake. I'm not getting it today. No problems. Didn't get it Monday. And so time enough time had passed. And I was like, Oh man, the earthquake really messed up the mail system, you know? Right. Uh, and cause I hadn't, we hadn't got mail at work either. We, there was nothing. So, well, there was the two days that were closed. Right. And then also since, uh, that was when former president Bush died, they were all oh, on yeah, Wednesday yeah. too. So, cause yeah, Wednesday was a federal was holiday. Yeah. Yeah. It was a federal holiday. I thought it was Thursday. No, it was Wednesday. They long, only got back to work on Thursday. Long Thursday. story short, uh, our mail is being screwed up this week, hardcore. Um, so we will be talking about chapter approved in a little bit more in detail, but I want to be talking about it when we're looking at a book. And not yeah. when oh, we're, for sure, for sure. Which when, we might be at the same time as when, you guys. When we're drunk. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when we're looking at spiky bits to make fun of them. I think, well, I think my favorite thing about this whole thing was like um, on that Warhammer 40k for Winers group, I replied something and someone said, yeah, it seems like GW will give any second rate podcast a copy of something. <laughs> I'm like, yep. Ooh, you cut me with your accuracy. <laughs> I said something like, oh, I know you listened to us because uh, you didn't call us complete shit. Yep. And he was like, no, you guys learned to edit. <laughs> callback jokes wow now, wow now we definitely know you listen yeah because i don't add it but <laughs> that's a lie i've edited twice this month now nice yeah i added a record scratch oh yeah oh, right i forgot yeah that. i cut out a couple of minutes while i was like i should add a record scratch here and we're like ha 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 i cut that out that's the that's the one thing i'm missing is sound effects I, I need to get some sound effects. Oh, yeah. No, if you do that, I literally have no purpose here. No, I mean for the videos that I... <laughs> for when I edit videos. Because I find myself going, man, this would really be good with a... Oh, uh, Dave, a, like, are you going to turn your painting into like a fucking Looney Tunes adventure? No, like, no, like, <laughs> no from now on, I'm just doing... I'm doing Danny's hot takes from now on. I'm not doing unboxing anymore. I'm just going to show up at his house with a with something and go, hey, guess what? Better show up with a bottle of wine for his wife then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hey, um, yeah, so Dave, oh, actually, we're talking about chapter approved, and I got disturbed, so yeah, no. you're still finalizing, Danny, you're going to LVO, yeah. you're competing in the championship against 18,000 other people at this right. point. yeah. 808. I mean, close. Is it up to 808, actually? Mm-hmm. Whew, last it was at 650. So, after refunds? Yeah, dude, so yeah. you can still get in if you want. I think Don't if you tempt ask me. Them, I think they'll put you in. I'm just I'm saying. not gonna I'm gonna sound good right here talking mad smack about how I'm gonna play it, but I'm not doing that. I oh, bought I would play I bought really expensive painting classes. <laughs> okay, that's cool. I bought really expensive non refundable painting classes. From uh Caleb Wissenbeck? Um no uh Sergio. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. And then some GW ones with Cody because he wanted to do the GW ones. So yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. Are they with Duncan? No, it's uh, it's peachy. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, well, at least also you got the good. cheaper of the two. It's the second, <laughs> second, <laughs> second rate. I, 
Yeah, it's for our second podcast. I just, podcast. I, just I, I, I want anytime Peachy talks to remind people he actually taught Duncan how to paint. I'd right, be like, right. let's have this disclaimer at the start of his things. That just before you all say, this is not the second rate class. I taught that bastard everything he knows. <laughs> so having watched, you know, obviously I've watched their stuff to just look at it and go, well, I can rip that off for Tabletop Plus and make it better. And then you just so, you film reaction shots of your face and then intersplice it with their footage of them painting models. Yeah. With my voice. <laughs> Sorry, my face is really expressive. It's great radio. Uh, but like watching Peachy paint is is more realistic looking and 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 I, okay. more. Um, hold on, uh, not realistic. Um, more Joe Schmo. Sure. It, yeah, his down to earth. Yeah, down to How earth. About achievable. Believable. Yes, yeah, achievable. That's it exactly. So, are you Whereas, gonna like hang out over his shoulder? No, like, like rest oh. your chin on his shoulder. No, I'm, I'm gonna you look down at his model and be like, "Oh man, that's so achievable." <laughs> we gonna say it like achievable is a that's dirty word. Achievable. I'm I'm gonna walk in and go, "Hey, Peachy, you uh, you weren't at Warhammer World when I was there. You were on vacation with uh, with your wife and kids. But when you came back, you came back to a giant ass bag of of tea. That was me. Oh, nice. Cause just I, remind him what you did for him. Yeah, I will. I'll be like, "Did you so? Say how about you get out of the chair and let me teach the class?" Oh yeah! Uh, oh yeah! Because that'll go. Because that's what people paid money for, right? And oh, that was how we lost our partner. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Uh, Thanks, worth. Dave. Uh, so uh, but, no, no, I'm I'm looking forward to meeting him. I, I had Phil get a picture with him last day. Oh, nice for me. And he got a picture with him and and uh, and Rue. Okay. Who. I then actually played against at Warhammer uh, World when I played. Oh, cool. Everyone was like, oh, that picture was for you? I was like, yeah. He's like, I took so many pictures, I don't actually remember. I was like, I didn't figure <laughs> you it did. it sounds <laughs> like he cared. Yeah, it sounded like he cared for I remember second. when I went to um, LVO, I got the mini wargaming guy yeah, to call got... Phil a dick. And now, Phil, <laughs> and now, now Phil's Man. hanging out with him. Dave, yeah. Dave for mini war. Yeah, Dave, Dave. for mini wargaming. I was like, "Hey, can you call my friend Phil a dick on video?" <laughs> <laughs> and he did, and I sent the video to Phil. That's at Glacial Geek. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, um, that's hilarious. So you're finalizing your list. I'm and right giving now myself you're going Harlequins. Right? Well, I mean, he's not finalizing his list wait, at this wait, point. On, he's finalizing on. his his like, faction. What I'm taking right now. You're currently leaning towards Harlequins, right? Because if you win it, if you t- do really well with Harlequins, you're going to be in first place and take home that trophy. Yeah, but I also want to like do really well, and at then LBO. it'll you know respect the podcast. And I think that I think that well, I'm going to respect the podcast. So my goal, like, it would be awesome to win a faction, right? Like that would be really cool. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I would rather try and get a higher score overall in the ITC. Like I really want to be in the top hundred, and I know that doesn't seem like much, but last year I was like 105. And so I really want to like up my game and make it to that next, and like next. You're year. from this backwater state that's not even connected to land. That, that you everybody know? thinks is a joke. Sure, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I mean, our our meta and our our play style. Even though we have top ranking players in all factions. Yeah, man, we we do pretty good. But at the same time, I mean, we got top space wolves. I mean, it's not hard. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, we've got we've got top space souls, like close to top blood angels and Good. death watch, and renegades, renegades and heretics and yeah. space marines and uh, tau. 
because nobody plays tower. Right? I, I, I would be top corsairs if you could legally field an army. Oh yeah, dude, that oh, man, what what a cool army that would be if mm-hmm. you could take an HQ choice. Oh man, good thing Forge World fixed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. An- anyway, um, <laughs> so like moving on. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to figure out if I'm if I'm gonna play. So uh, they somebody released a picture in one of my groups today of the frontline gaming terrain with that hanger. And I don't know yeah. if you've heard any of the controversy about this. It's very controversial. But this thing is like 18 inches long and 12 inches wide. Yeah. And like it's well over eight inches tall, I think. It, so it hides a Castellan. You can hide a Castellan behind it. Yeah. But isn't that good? Cause oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that part of it, because, right? Because, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're like you're negating 800 points of their or 700 points of their army if you move a deploy right and making them move and check and find you 100 percent. however it also means that you can hide like a thousand points of your army inside of that bunker and they can't with get no in. reprisal and like potentially you can't get into the bunker so uh like that part has me nervous i would say yeah no i i'm not I'm hoping we don't run uh, into that peer, uh, particular piece of terrain in the in the doubles tournament that we're participating oh, in. Oh, almost certainly you will. God yeah. damn it. I mean, I, I will say it kind of goes back to the thing of, of having that conversation before your game. So of defining terrain with your opponent. Reese well, is going to put down a piece of paper on every table that describes how that all works. I'm, well, and take, so, no, he's going to take a he's going to take a picture of it. Yeah, and then the write of, oh of how the table is supposed to look. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, then write descriptions of all the different pieces yeah, and of terrain. Yeah, post on that it table. before and then have it at the LBO. At, so there because there'll be people that obviously aren't part of Comp Forty K or you know any sure, of the other for sure Facebook groups. So, um, like that being said, how it was played before at SoCal Open was it was like a ruin, but since it had no windows or doors, only infantry could walk through the walls. So if you had anything like a Custodes jet bike or... That's what uh, scares me about it. <laughs> like, you can't go inside of it. So you have to clear it with infantry. So, like, looking at that stuff and also all the other enclosed buildings that, that generally speaking, Frontline Gaming, like, produces and, like, they will use at that event, I think armies that can storm a building are going to be the ones that, like, win. So you're going to have to have some kind of close combat infantry element. And so that w- so with that in mind, I'm trying to decide between playing Imperials, uh, Tyranids, uh, or Orcs. What kind of Imperials? AG or AM? Astro Military? Probably a bunch of different stuff. Okay. If so I'm, a, I'm gonna, a, a it's going to be a soup, soup for sure list. if I'm going to play Imperials. Because that's going to say he said Imperium. That's, well, <laughs> that's... He said Imperials. So. Sure. Oh. So, like. Wrong universe, dude. Sorry. Imperium. Um. So probably like something like an Adeptus Mechanicus, uh, for, like battalion and or or two, and then like a some kind of Space Marine battalion or Custodes battalion or something like that that I can use to storm a building. Nice. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm gonna play around some with some stuff. I'm gonna try out a list on Wednesday and see how I feel about that. Um, but the list I do want to try out, I'm gonna try out on Wednesday. It has twenty Deathwing Knights. Hmm. That's not. You're not seriously thinking about taking that to LBO, are you? Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. I know they're good, but they're, you won't be able so, to go into the buildings. and With Deathwing Knights? They're yeah. infantry? Oh, 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 oh. That's, uh, Sorry. Um, I was thinking... That, uh, the white thinking ones. Black Knights? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking Black Knights. So Deathwing Knights are the Terminators yeah. with the Maces and the Storm Shields? Yeah, no, those are sexy. And the Feathers. And the Feathers. And mm-hmm. robes. still have Feathers. And their robes. Mm. They so, got to. Yeah, because they're Deathwing. They're from, they're from the planet. <laughs> talking. God damn it. Two heads talking, man. 
Hmm. Fucking Slick Weasel and shit, whatever his names are. <laughs> anyway. And Slick so, Weasel actually was one of the names. Good, good job. Interrogator Chaplain job. Slick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's my week. Dave, what Dave, you Dave what's to? your week been up like? Oh, man. I have, well, obviously I filmed with Danny. And oddly enough, you know, I was nervous filming with Danny because, you know, I, I didn't want to uh, ride him and tell him that he was doing stuff incorrectly. Uh, and he that, that's gets not the off way. on that. Right. Uh, so I, hard. I didn't. I didn't want to. Uh, ha- I, I had a vision, but I wanted him to have a vision of his own as we were doing. It. Does that make sense, Danny? Uh, sure. Yeah. I I didn't want to chide you uh, into doing what I wanted to do. So in the end, what I just did was like, "You're doing great. Do this instead." And you were like, "Oh <laughs> shit, that makes perfect sense." So it worked. But um, I'm pretty I, open I to feedback. I didn't want to treat you like anybody else may have treated anybody else. Uh, sure. On the podcast before. Um, but uh, so we did that and then I edited the shit out of it. And then I uploaded just your hot takes logo, which was uh, mm. a big old fucking mistake and shared that around to everybody. And then I left while the other video was rendering. Yes. Uh, editing. That is, that yeah. is our one yeah. drawback. Editing and accurate uploads is, yeah, you know, a, a staple upload. of mob <laughs> so I, I'm it driving be mob rules without that. Yep. It, it's 1am. I've still got 30 minutes left on the rendering of the big video. Uh, and so I'm, you like, know, it's technically 9am in the UK. So you done fucked up. Yeah. I was good. Yeah. Um, so I drove down the road to get a soda cause it was, you know, late and my, suddenly my Facebook messenger lights up. Was this a joke? 11 minute, 11 second video. Oh, guess mob rules didn't get a copy. I was like, what are you talking oh, about? Oh shit. That's a really good idea though. We should have just done a chapter <laughs> approved review <laughs> we where just, we're just like saying like, why the mailbox just opening it and closing it and walking away. Shrugging our shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hot takes. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. Yeah. <laughs> so I turned around, raced home, realized what I, I had just uploaded your hot takes intro. And I mean, that's it. by just the way, that, that intro <coughs> is sexy as shit. Um, I, I want to just point out we're very thankful for everything we get and we're just making light of a difficult situation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, and, uh, and, and multiple thanks to Cody who, who sent me two videos, uh, one that was Danny's hot takes and one that was Danny's hot cakes because he was. Why so did you guys use the wrong one? Then? <laughs> because he he uh, he didn't actually fully send me the actual video for that. He, he was like, I think I'm going to edit it to put a pancake rolling past in the background. And I was like, please, God, do. Please, God, do. Yeah. yeah. Is that a fat joke? <laughs> <laughs> so good so good but yeah had a, actually had a great time listening to Danny talk about it while I was sitting there was just so I, I couldn't see the book right I could only see Danny and you you were talking to me um, most of the time because sure. you weren't on you weren't on camera well I was just looking at what was there and you're a person that's easier to look at you right. than the wall I like to feel like I was important that's so, not what his wife so says thanks oh. <laughs> She says I am uh, a wall. But, but your, your infectious joy for the stuff you were reading and the way you were getting excited had me so hyped for shit that I was like, I don't even play orcs and I want to buy a stomper. Well, I mean, thanks. thank God we didn't have him review the Tau Codex then. Yeah. You'd probably own a Tau. Yeah. No, there is. No, no you'd be like, no, tau- that's okay, I guess. I mean, unless your review is just all about stealth suits. Mm, Gucci. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Stealth suits Gucci. Um, um, well, that was like my strength, I would say, when I, was, when I did retail with gw stuff like i was able to push that stuff like crazy yeah because yeah. i'm hyped hyped yeah. for it and now gw gives away a free model at first to get you hooked and then you come back that's right that's so, right i love me some stormcast so i did that i missed out on on friday night uh blackstone fortress because i had some other stuff that i needed to take care of you know what though 
Dave was the only one at this table who played in a tournament last week. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hey, nice did. job, by the way, dude. I yeah, didn't way to represent. Uh, I, mean, I did okay. So uh, I took uh, sixth out of 80. Um, <laughs> D- uh, divide by 10. Divide by 10. Oh, sorry, 0. 0.6 out of 8. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, took, I took sixth out of 8. Um, I, I played my first game against Kevin Mackey. Um, who is mm-hmm. our perennial uh, fancy player's opponent, apparently. Sure. And uh, he, an excellent Death Watcher and, player. And mm-hmm. an excellent player. Um, and we had a great game. Just a, just an absolute blast. I tabled him. Um, but you know, every time I play against him, I have a great game. He's, yes. Oh, yeah. He's we such just, a nice guy. We just had such a, a, a great game. And I learned some actual stuff about Death Watch that I didn't know yeah. that I can't wait to pass on to Cody, such as bolt pistols get the special ammunition Hell yeah. yeah it does and i know because he killed my goddamn captain in close combat with him. <laughs> for real yeah that's the best yeah and, and you know what's great about him as well is like he's always super hyped for everything that happens if you're like hey man i'm gonna fire my two storm cannons on this leviathan at your last surviving character and you're gonna be tabled like, oh man awesome let's, let's do go it. Oh, yeah. let's do it no, um, <laughs> i appreciate your levels of hype i had uh celestine um who i painted up performed amazingly well it's the last time i'll probably ever get to use her because with the new beta codex uh stuff that they she's still super good she's still super good but she loses the acts of faith which is she gets some other stuff though Mm -hmm. yeah well i haven't had a chance to read it yet and she dropped 40 points yeah Yeah. no that i do know she lost lost some weight i (laughs) lost some gemini it's a backup to answers (laughs) honestly my my whole lvo doubles list is completely up in the air just like yours is right now um i've been painting custodes but i'm kind of like if I could take Celestine as well, uh, I might, you know, with her sure. going down so mm-hmm. much. Um, Giggity. So, so I, 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 I... Saint Celestine is a saint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, I was tied for first place going into game two against John Miller, um, who I've never played, uh, but fans of the podcast. Uh, perennial um, second place to Danny. <laughs> yes. Perennial second place to Danny. Uh, fans At of the this podcast, point, I believe... Danny could take a thousand points and Miller could take two thousand points and he'd still psych himself out of a victory. It's possible. He's in my pocket. Um, yeah. What did you take? A thousand points of grots. <laughs> uh, actually probably pretty good, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of bodies. That's what she said? Yeah, probably. All right. yeah. That's so about me, yeah. The, what? <laughs> a lot of body. Oh body. Yeah, okay. singular. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's the first time actually in all the tournaments that I've been to Miller and I have both been there and we've never played. Oh, okay. Usually because I'm at the top and he's at the bottom or, you know, the other way, or the other way around. <laughs> yeah, whichever, uh, so whichever we, one worked. So we were tied for tied for first. So we played and we had a great game and both of us yeah. learned amazing stuff. And after my first turn, because I went first, I looked at the board and I looked at him and I went, I royally fucked up. And he said, yeah, you did. And I went, I should have done this, this, and this instead of what I did. And he goes, yep, that probably would have won you the oh, game. Oh, man. I guarantee I went, that he didn't know what the fuck you were talking about oh, no, he until did. he said it. And he's like, yep, <laughs> he I did. agree. I, I needed to go second in that game instead of first is what really, really needed to have happened. Okay. Um, because I moved the jet bikes up the table like I'm supposed to, and I shot the crap out of a bunch of stuff. And then all my jet bikes were just sitting there like, now what? And a Libby Dread jumps into a squad and, and lights it up. Um, his wolfen came over, his uh, wolf priest, right? yeah, um, came over and popped his uh, his armor, armor of rust. rust. Yeah. Um, so we we had a couple interesting interactions. We had to actually uh, talk to a TO about. Um, well, there was 
one one interaction he was doing um, that apparently some other players might be doing wrong is the wolf priest. Um, he was bringing back a full model to a squad while he had a wounded unit. Oh yeah, no. And I I was like, no, dude, you can't. He's like, yeah, I can't. Watch. And he read the first line, and I said, yeah, but there's more to that paragraph. <laughs> Keep reading. <laughs> but if I only read half the rules, it proves my point. He was like, oh man. I've totally been doing that wrong. Oh, right. Fine. You know? Um, so this other interaction was I had the, the custo, my, uh, one of my, uh, shield captains Mm -hmm. more than three inches away from the armor of Russ guy. And I popped swooping dive and came charging in. Now armor of Russ causes the combat when he pops it to go last. I wasn't in that combat. So I'm immune to that. And I go first still for swooping dive. Stooping dive makes you go first. If you succeed in your charge. Okay. Isn't no, it no, like it does. the... Yeah, it does say that. It does. Chicken so, and the egg thing, though. But then Armor of Rust says you go last regardless of any rules that say you go Except first. Except I was out of the bubble when he start, when he activated it. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, okay, yeah, that makes so sense. So I was out of the bubble when he activated it, and so I charged in, and I went first, killed the Wolf Priest. Nice. <laughs> Which didn't really do me any good because the Wolf Priest wasn't anything special. Um, that captain, But you did it. Um, yeah, no, it does help because it gives all those the thunder oh, rolls, yeah, yeah. rolls on all their attacks. Oh yeah, no, no, it was very good. I mean, but it wasn't as far as scoring points for what I had for secondaries and other stuff like that. It, it was just a moral victory. Oh man, I always take Hunter against John because he has so many characters. I probably should have. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't too sure what secondaries I should have taken, so I kind of messed it up. Okay. Um, we uh, the librarian dread. Um, I debated whether or not I wanted to take the. Uh, Warlord trait that gives you a uh, dispel one ability, um, like you were a psyker, and I didn't uh, because John said, "Well, I'm I never cast smite," and I went, "Yeah, oh, I can see you that." Listen to him. Hold on, wait. This story is awesome. So John, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. So John goes, "Well, you charge up the board, so I don't actually have to boomf myself. Uh, I don't have to flying librarian myself. So I guess I'll just cast smite." And I went, "All right, cool." He's like, so I cast smite. That's uh, D3 wounds on your warlord. And I went, cool. So I have uh, an ability that on a six, I negate um, psychic mortal wounds. Sure. So I picked up three dice, looked at him, and threw him down at the table. And they came <laughs> up three sixes. Nice. And, he's, and it was like, oh, yes, in your face. <laughs> and then he never cast smite again after that because he needed the ability. But it was just one of those, ha <laughs> uh, Got him. My, one of my captains killed um, Gabriel Seth. Nice. He was like, you don't want to charge him. I was like, I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, you do. At, that's, uh, a lot. I, that's a lot of stuff you're giving out here. <laughs> so, I think the general thing is whatever he tells you to do, do the opposite of. I mean, yeah. if Gabriel Seth had gotten to go, it probably would have been very bad. Um, but yeah, in, so he doesn't do that stuff to me, but he does that to other people. I notice a lot. Like I hear that, like, like, hey, don't do this, do this, or like, you know, you don't want to do that. That's a bad move. And it's like, well. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm about, son. So like, <laughs> it, it was this one of those, Ron Swanson that shit. Yeah, right. Well, and that was one of the reasons I was trying to take out Seth is because I thought Seth was the warlord. Oh, and okay. instead it was the um, it's one member it's of the Sanguinary Guard. Yeah, it's the Sanguinary Guard. That's like the sang- so Sanguinor. So check. No, no, no. He never makes a character his warlord where he hasn't like in the last. Oh no, it, it was. It's one of the Sanguinary Guard because if you do that. The sanguinary guard get rerolls on everything because they get rerolls within six inches of the warlord. So he doesn't get a warlord trait, but it's like, well, whatever. I still get full rerolls on the sanguinary guard. That's my warlord trait all the time. <laughs> um, so, so we, uh, you know, we're we're fighting along, and and 
he's at about I don't know 20 20 something points and I'm 14 okay um and he he uh I charged Celestine into his Leviathan dread and he's like why would you do that Celestine's just gonna get pulped uh or no into the Sanguinor and so Celestine's just gonna get pulped and I was like I know what I'm doing he's like I know what I'm about son (laughs) so uh at this point I've got three squads of guardsmen and two company commanders left and Celestine. Okay. Because the bikes have all been mopped the hell up uh, by Devastator sitting on a tower that is four levels tall, so I couldn't get up there to oh, kill them. Oh, dang, yeah. That sucks. Uh, until I got Celestine over there and, and cleaned them up. So I charge into the Sanguinor. Celestine throws down on the Sanguinor. The Sanguinor's like, I ignore all your wounds. And he's like, Pump. all right, I killed Celestine. I was like, cool. Celestine's going to go over here to this other corner of the board over here and hide behind this building that's big enough to hide her wings. So come get me. Uh, and then on the next turn, you know, I scored another point for uh, what uh, behind enemy lines, right? Oh, okay, sure. So I was like, I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I wanted that point. I wanted the I'm telepor- losing. I wanted the teleport. <laughs> I wanted the free teleport. I'm losing this game. <laughs> but so he's got. Um, you like the the Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story? It's not flying; it's falling with style. <laughs> <laughs> so the the Sanguinor are mopping through the Imperial Guard. Sure. And he knows there's one last squad of Imperial Guard hiding in this building. And he forgets about the company commander that was right next to the squad he just killed up on the level below it. Oh, okay. And moves the Sanguinor over to the to be able to charge the other squad and kill him. And uh, he's like, it's going into the last turn right now. And he's like, that's it. I tabled you. And I went, yeah, you haven't tabled me, John. What do you mean? I just killed the Celestine again. I uh, just mopped up the last year Imperial Guard squads. I was like, look at the board, John. Do you see any company commanders on the board? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that one that you were trying to get to earlier and then completely forgot about, or the one that was right in the middle of the Imperial Guard squad you just killed. <laughs> He's like, God damn it. Uh, how do I figure this out? So we ended up having a down to the last roll scenario where he kills the uh, the last company commander because obviously the sanguinary, uh, the sanguinary guard were just like, company commander, you're dead. But he had to use, he had to come off getting the bonus objective um, <laughs> to kill the company commander because he, ha- he lied. Because that's what I told him. I was like, why would you come off to to kill the company commander when you're getting a bonus point here? It's better for you in the long run to get that one point. And he goes, now it's a point of pride because I totally forgot he was there. I, went, I mean, that's right. fair. I, I can see that. So so he, <sighs> he moves three uh, Inceptors over, shoots all the heavy bolters at him, does one wound. Yeah. Then charges. <laughs> and... Uh, and does just enough wounds or does just enough wounds plus one to kill him uh, except he's got an invuln save oh yeah so i pop it and i i just i didn't save oh, i needed to save i was, I was really hoping oh i know i know i was like how oh. mad would you have been he was like i probably would have just said you won the game i was like yay <laughs> <laughs> um no but, I, but we both learned we both learned stuff that we were doing wrong and you know he's probably going to do it again cuz he'll forget because he's John, military. Um, and I learned stuff that I was doing wrong that made me go, oh, i got to really evaluate how I was playing. So and you'll forget due to advanced aging. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but uh, And then so I went into the, I played the last game. Um, I was actually in fourth place, so I played against okay. third for second. Against I mean, Spoilers about how this game turned out if you ended up sixth. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I played against Imperial Knights. Okay, uh, against Matthew Goodwin. I saw his list. Uh, wasn't he the guy that uh, won the last big yeah, tournament up here? He, he sure did yeah. with Imperial Knights. Yeah. So, Denny, uh, what was my response to when I saw Goodwin's list and saw Dave was playing him? I'm like, 
oh man, Dave's going to struggle against that. <laughs> and and to his credit, our friend Taylor was like, no, he'll be fine. Yeah, there you go. See, I mean, I would have been fine, but it just didn't go my way. So, okay, yeah, it is All what right. it is. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I finished six. I had a great time. Um, That's the best part. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Joe and Kevin played at the table right next to me, and they finished up just as quickly as I did. Uh, so we went outside and talked about penises because that's mm-hmm. what you do. Oh, you know? yeah. And then John showed up, yeah. which surprised me. Then I dropped by. I was dropping my kids <laughs> oh. off at their mom's, so I was like, I'm going to drop by and say hello. Um, you know, go in to throw my usual shade at Miller. I can't beat him on the table, but I can certainly talk shit to his face. Um, <laughs> so I go up, and the top table was at Miller and Bo playing for first, and they, and they go, I'm like, hey. You beat- oh, was Bo playing? Yeah, yeah, because so, they had seven players. So yeah, they so- had Bo came in to make an even, uh, even eight. Um, and win. And yeah, and win. But <laughs> it was uh, so Bo and Miller playing, and I walk in, and I'm like, hey, shit, Lord. And Miller's like, hey, we found out you've been cheating this whole time with Eldar. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, let's let's roll this back a second. What's going on? And Bo's like, yeah, you can't charge um, after you fall back with uh, Wave Serpents. Dave told us. And I'm like, that doesn't sound right, but okay. I've run Wave Serpents like twice. Sure. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then the, the boop. Know, I, I wander away, and then like I'm like, Hold on a fucking second, and I look at my elder book. So I send I I create a messaging group with Miller and, and Bo, and I'm like, no, it wasn't me cheating. It was usual stratagem based Eldar bullshit <laughs> that let me charge after falling back. And he's like, all right, vindicated. So I know I dropped by uh, MJ's uh, to to buy some models. Oh, and to say hi. So. Um, I finally got a start collecting Chaos Space Marine set. Nice. So he's going to start collecting them. So I started collecting them. Yeah. Well, I was it was a throw up between that and the little three pack of aspiring sorcerers, and I didn't know which one yeah, I wanted to get more. Um, but then I was like, you know, I'll give this set a try. I'm really happy I did because Jesus. Whew. I mean, aside from the fact that it's a, just old uh, CSMs, mm-hmm. the Hell brute model is so fucking sick. It's oh good. my god, it's it's made me rethink my entire 2019. To be honest with you, because like before, I was like, <laughs> I was talking to you guys, and I was like, yeah, I'm still gonna play, you know, Eldar and tournaments and stuff, and I'll have this fun little fluffy narrative chaos force that I'm gonna slowly build up. And then after assembling and kind of mostly painting one Hellbrood, I'm like, yes, I'm going to main Chaos next year. (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be super successful because it's going to be as many Hellbroods as I can fit in uh, running up the table to punch it. Um, But yeah, that model is just fantastic. It's really cool. Yeah, it's a good looking model. Your your paint job looks good too. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So like I said, I finally uh, got a Black Legion guy down. Um, I have some Chaos Space Marines to paint now, and then start building towards, uh, like I said, three Hellbrutes with fists. What are they, like 104 points? <laughs> they're less now. I think no, that's what I'm saying with the... Yeah, so they're, yeah, 104 points for I mean, know, the, the no. Hellbrute. Um, rumored. rumored. Rumored 104 points. So the Hellbrute, two punch fists, and two uh, combi bolters, right? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, 104 points to run up the field and do like six attacks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for that life. Strength twelve, yep. three flat. Oh, and I was so like, sitting, yeah, and I was looking at. They have like a rule where if they get wounded, then they automatically fight at the end of that phase. So if they're in combat or like near combat, and they get shot by a pistol and it does a wound, and then I get to punch <laughs> you six times. So I'm sitting there and I go out to our chat group. I'm like, hey, does anyone know how I can wound myself in the movement phase? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dangerous terrain. I was like, what if I'm locked in combat already? Is there some weird? So I'm almost tempted to just get like a malefic lord and hang him out 
behind the Hellbrute and just keep going for really fucking risky psychic powers and the hope of perils in. And just, just take the psychers from uh, Blackstone Fortress. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. they perils on any doubles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they reroll once for psychic tests. So it's it's kind of like a little 30-point stratagem of hoping my psychic blows up and causes <laughs> wounds to the Hellbrute around it so yeah. that I can fight three times in uh, one turn. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> It's a risky strategy. Kevin. Like I said, I, I'm not going to win games with this, but uh, the one time it works oh. and the one time I pull it off and I get to fight in the psychic phase and the uh, combat phase and then spend command points to fight again in the combat phase. It'll be against Miller, oh, actually. Man, yeah, and then there's going to be one sanguinary guard that's very dead, but that doesn't matter. The point is I did it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I built the entire start collecting box. Uh, I built Terminator guy as a sorcerer just because, you know, I like that model better, uh, and I built just the ten marines as bolter marines because honestly, right. you know, running chaos space marines with chaos space marines, I'm not going to pay for upgrades for them because they don't deserve that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I kept the upgrade sprues, so you know, I <laughs> can add them in later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I think just regular bolter guys is good for me just now. Um, and I started listening to um, the gosh, the 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 what's the 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 Terra series. Where it's like the Sister of Silence, the the Custodes, and the the Imperial Governor dude. Um, it's no, are you talking about Vaults of Terra? Yeah, Vaults the, of Terra. The not or uh, the, the the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the Vaults of Terra. That's it. So I started listening to that one as well, and that's that's been super good. And so that's how you made too. a Spinoza last time. I did. Yeah, I made a Spinoza after listening to that one. But on the plus side, listening to this. I mean, it's super cool hearing about the Custodes, and it's super cool hearing about the Sisters of Silence and, and all that stuff, but I have no real, like, strong drive to abandon Black Legion to, to build this stuff. So cool. that's nice. good. Yeah. That's, that's good. So, yeah, um, that's a really good book so far. And it's got, like, the audiobook has three different voice actors in it. So it's super oh, that's nice. Because, awesome. yeah, it's three different points of view because you have the Sister of Silence, you have the. Because. Well, well, nor- normally in an audiobook, you just have John French doing all the voices. Yeah, so. yeah, it's literally the author just doing you know really bad impersonations of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> you, the best. You, you haven't lived until you've heard uh, Aaron <laughs> Dembski Bowden's Calgar. <laughs> <laughs> He's surprisingly French. Uh, but it's it's a super good. I'm not that surprised. No, mm. uh, but it was it's super good so far. And like I said, it was because like you have three different protagonists in that book. Pretty much, it, it makes sense to have three different kind of voices. Yeah, it really kind of helps with the the story and the experience. Um, the, the part I'm at right now is they're describing going into the throne, like the throne. Uh, and I don't say the throne room because the throne is like continent sized and you know it has taken over mountains and the pipes go like all the way in to like the core of earth and it's described as this giant machine and it's not a fucking chair Um, and like he describes kind of going into the center of it and kind of seeing a little bit of flesh maybe a little bit of bone in the center but then he goes kind of shuts down from the the psychic energies coming from the place so it's it's not like the uh, Blanche descript the depiction right. of it where it's just, just a, a bunch of stuff corpse, up to a chair long haired yeah. corpse sitting on a the way I view it chair. now is they're like there's a bunch of pictures online of an old German U-boat from like World War One like I think it's a U-110 or something but if you look at pictures of the inside of it because there was one that was captured by the Allies um, it's just nothing but like gauges and dials and cogs and you know like thousands of turn wheels and sure. just yeah that's that's all it is it's just this giant mechanism you know it's just yeah it's not necessarily a throne 
<laughs> it's just a giant psyche eating factory. Uh, but I really, like I said, I didn't think about it before. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's what it would be like. Got to pump that beat. Yeah, and especially because they, well, so, they talk about all the different power generators and stuff they'd added and all of the power that the place takes to actually operate <laughs> and how it like, keeps needing more power every year. So they came to eat like tagging generators everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine a guy like, Setting down his generator, plugging it in, and like <laughs> pulling the cord to start it, like a pulley servitor is just yeah. sitting there, a pulley gr- servitor <laughs> grinding. But yeah, that that book is uh, super super good, so I highly recommend that one. And again, it was the the Vaults of Terror series where we started with the Carrion Throne. Still, Chris Wright wrote it though, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's the same Custodes character from right. the other book there, but the the other ones are new. Uh, so it's super good. Uh, I'm enjoying it very much. So I listen to it while painting my 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 help route, uh, as, as you are to do with chaotical things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, paint it while listening to stuff about the Imperium. Right? Yeah, you're gonna get those plans into how to destroy the place. Uh, I didn't play any games apart from a little bit of Blackstone on Friday. Uh, I had well, we've a only been off for a week. So. Wonderful baby shower and tournament day Saturday, uh, which was, was super super fun actually. Um, Danny's wife. It's uh, a good time. We we had this like little baby shower game, which is apparently a thing where you like draw on a onesie and like the funniest one wins. And like Nate drew loss, which is a meme about miscarriage. <laughs> so I was like, that's really dark, but I love oh, it. Oh man, I didn't. You pick didn't pick up, up on, on that. that? That's I the first now. thing I picked up, and I'm like, that's oh, dark, that's dark as shit. The, but uh, that's very funny. The old um, Control Alt Delete comic. Yeah. Oh. And he wrote nanny on the butt flap. Um, Danny wrote, you know, it's like mommy's favorite Nurgling, which is great because Amanda's little uh, yeah. chaos army. She, her favorite thing is the Nurglings in there. And I think the the one that won the competition was Danny's wife, who wrote on the front of it proof that daddy doesn't play Warhammer all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and in front of my kids, Nate screams out, well, it was at least 30 seconds anyway. <laughs> <laughs> To which my 13-year-old daughter beside me let out a... And I'm like, stop. You don't know what that means. Well, uh, I hope she doesn't know. So yeah, that, that was my, my week, really. I said, uh, getting into chaos, planning how to fit as many Hellbrutes as possible. Uh, looking in Forge World to see if they have Hellbrute variants that have slightly different data slates so it can fit more in there, but they don't. Hmm. I'm, I'm telling you, go with go with some Hellforged Leviathans or something. But they're not spiky. They can be. Yeah. Um, is there Hellforged versions? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, well, we're gonna have to take a break and you know go have a look at what those <laughs> look like. Um, if you want to see Dave's list from last Saturday, look it up. And I, I actually couldn't get it uploaded because oh, there was a, there was a, there Dave, was a problem. Dave. Dave. There were no lists uploaded. Well, you there know, if a, you oh, want to see, there was two events created. Yeah, yeah there was it, a big screw up. So. If you want to look at John Miller's list, he never uploads it. But if you want to look at Scarlett Johansson's cans, he always uploads a picture of those instead. Um, if you look at uh, MJ's 40k event on the 8th of December. One or two people heroically uploaded lists. Dave, they, they he did it later via the Best Coast Pairings app. Um, Wait, but you know, alone. Dave uh, just took like thirty guardsmen and a bunch of fucking bikes like a puss. Uh, <laughs> it's so disparaging about his list. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry, up, John. Custodes uh, jet bikes and thirty-two Imperial guardsmen. I forgot it was it's 2017. A really, you know what? It's a really hard army to play. It's a really hard army for me to you beat. Just, you just have to like move your guys up. 
and then shoot and then assault things. It's very difficult. You don't very understand. Difficult. I don't understand. Yeah. There's a lot of tactical. I mean, a lot of lot of dice. Too, so much fun rolling dice. Though. Too much time has been spent for me playing lists that have synergy and require like no thinking. I have synergy. <laughs> synergy isn't what you call dice rolling, dude. <laughs> so um, what, what did you run on Saturday? Um, so on Saturday I, I ran uh, Celestine, uh, two shield captains uh, with hurricane bolters, and then two or uh, three squads or two squads of five and one squad of four uh, Virtus Praetors, and then two company commanders and uh, four guardsmen squads. Ooh, um, four guardsmen this, squads. This is great radio, but this is what it did when I tried to upload it last time, which is why it would That is me. a picture of your penis. Well, that yeah, but it's still not uploading. You know, um, that's really foul. You know, yeah. we're trying to tell our listeners to like... And maybe if it was a bigger... Stuff. Yeah, maybe Nobody was, wants to see that. I mean, literally nobody. No, nah, nobody. Maybe if it was a bigger file size. <laughs> Dude, I'm the best. I took first place at another tournament. First off, stop with the thunder and lightning. You don't impress me. And second, let me check out the BCP rankings. And I don't see you on there. What? Your TO needs to download the Best Coast Pairings app and run events on it. After the event, the results are uploaded into BCP rankings, and the best part, it's easy and free. But I play multiple game system. No big deal. The BCP app can be used for any game. A ton of events every weekend are using it, from major international tournaments to local stores. And now that it's available on Android devices, you're going to have some serious competition. There can be only one. BCP Rankings is a fun and exciting way to measure how you or your team stack up. No matter what you play, your score goes to an overall ranking. Or compete to be the best in a game, a circuit, a region, or the world. Download the app or visit www.bestcoastpairings.com for more info. Best Coast Pairings. Are you the best? Hmm. Ah. Oh, we all feel better now. Uh. Up to that extended, uh, <laughs> extended bathroom break. You guys are disgusting. We uh, just because we went in and held each other together. <laughs> we just, uh, yeah. <laughs> we we laugh. You we guys, have fun. You guys really helped each other out there. I think <laughs> gave each other a hand. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Dave, you had a really funny joke you've been working on for days that I cut you off and you didn't get a chance to tell. Well, now it's not funny. I mean. So the best part about the tournament, though, for me was that you know I have flame custodes. Dude, I'm the best. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Please continue. Uh, no, now I don't want to, you big jerk. <laughs> no, uh, so I was talking about it beforehand, like if I did well mm, with the custodes. Dude, I'm the best. <laughs> I don't know why that keeps happening. God, it's, it's like it, God. Is it sound triggered by a certain word? Come on, let me try. Okay. So, I think what I'm trying to say is, like, at the tournament, if I would have... No? No, no. that's weird. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's that weird. really yeah. strange. Super weird. I moved up to 69th in Custodes. Dude, I'm the best. 69th. Best. <laughs> <laughs> out of how many? Watch out, Jeff, in that, control, that, Robinson. That I'm coming for you. That doesn't matter. <laughs> the fact that he's 69th <laughs> means something. It's actually, like, 200-something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're in the top half. And I also moved up into the top half in regular rankings. Look at you. Look at you, yeah. Um, so I'm coming for you, John. What are you mainly playing next year, do you feel? Because I know Danny's looking forward to Elvio and how to finish out his season oh. strong, whereas you and I are kind of looking at how do we start our season <laughs> at all. 
Um, honestly, I don't have a clue. So, you know, we talked about an event that we're going to do in March, and we don't really know. You, you know what you're doing. Yeah, I'm doing Black Legion, baby. But I kind of really want to run Corn Demons and Berserkers. Now, I don't think Corn Demons and Berserkers can win for shit, but I just think oh, it's shit, if funny I have a bunch of Corn Demons running behind Hellbrutes. You know, I just mm. I, I hey, I got a bunch of corn demons. I'm trying to get rid of just just throwing that out there. No, it's cool. I want to paint my own. They're not painted. I'm not surprised. <laughs> that was a good burn. Dude. Yeah, well, well done. <laughs> fair, fair. <sighs> like, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Slow clap. Uh, uh, no, no, I just I'm not I'm not sold on it yet. Part of one okay. of the reasons I'm not sold on it yet is because I need to get some termites. Sure. Um, because I me too. Like they. I've replaced termites with hellbrutes. <laughs> well, your hellbrutes uh, idea fits perfectly with a thematic way that I want to play that army, which is just fuck shooting. I'm going to charge up the field and slice stuff, including a uh, like my list that I mocked up had a renegade knight in it with just uh, the gauntlet, the chainsword. Mm-hmm. You know, n- no, and what the heavy stubber because it's free, right? Well, it's two points. Yeah, and but you have to take it. No, we or know why. Again. No way. Right. Now yeah, we know yeah, why. Sixty I mean, is you know. I'm sorry. It's I mean, rumored to be two points. Um, Allegedly. But yeah, I mean, it's Allegedly. one of those things. It's one of those things you have to take. It's 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 an auto include. You know, sure. you're not you're not able to. So like Dave's, it. Like, Dave's like this model has a storm shield on it, so it's free. Or you can allegedly pay uh, 14 points. Is it a character? Again. Well, then it uh, then it pretty much is free. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So it, I just think that uh, I I I want just a I'm going to charge up the field and and hack you to pieces. Slap fight. Yeah, that's it. Or maybe um, with the uh, previewed changes to drop pods, the I might drop pod berserkers. Chaos can't take drop pods. That's no. what I said. Was I was going to use termites, hellforce oh. termites instead no. of drop pods? You misheard me. I see. No, I'm not editing that. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why we're here today. So, uh, so you guys are. So you both want to play chaos, then? Like, yeah, because we're much. thinking about doing that thing. Because oh, I'm also thinking about playing chaos. I kind of wanted to play some dark angels. Maybe yeah, we just do oh. three flavors of chaos. Sick, sick Philburn. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I I want to play dark angels or mechanicus. I I, I can't decide. I want to play some imperial faction because man. Imperials have got a good... Daddy, you're like a kid in a candy store with his mom's credit card for armies. <laughs> right. I want to play this one and this one. You know I have one. all of these armies already. Like They yeah, just need to be to built and painted. That's Well, I know, but still. I, You know, it, it, what it's a time like, to be alive in the 40K universe right now. Like Everything is fun to play for the most yeah, part. Yeah, for There's, real. And Tau. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tau are fun to play if you like moving and shooting. And losing a lot. <laughs> it's a good army. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, the I most mean, perfect army. I mean, it didn't get FAQ'd for months. It's worse than it's. It's better than Necrons. I'll tell you that. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, Necrons. That's, that's a Danny's hot takes. Yeah, right there. Danny's hot takes of they're the eighth edition version of Tyranids, where you have to take one big Forge World thing and support it with a bunch of <laughs> shit from your book. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah, Accurate. but I mean, I could. I'm. I'm also interested in Tyranids. Or, I'm sorry, Gene Steeler Cult, I should say. Oh, yeah. Because by that oh, point yeah. in time, the Codex should hopefully be out. Oh, man, those dirt bikers. Oh, yeah. <gasps> Sniper bikers. Right? And the little... The little... Quad uh, bike. Oh, the, no, 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 no. No, the... The little... Uh, the guy with the... The hologram. What's he called, John? Oh, shit. I don't have our chat pulled up. I forgot what it oh, is. Hold on. I'll look it up. Okay. You look it up. But uh, I, mean, I don't have the Gene Steeler book, by the way. So don't no. ask me for okay. the Gene Steeler shit. I mean, I have it here, but... The Gene Steeler book? Shh, John. <laughs> NDA, bro. Oh, 
It doesn't count if I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. Uh, the uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a ton of fun stuff that I just feel like doing just because you know, not because I I want to. I'm going to be the best at this. Like I want to be top with custodes, but I feel like I'm going to have to change my list around um, with uh, previewed changes to uh, wardens and uh, Alaris terminators, right? You know, I really like those models. Those Alaris oh, Terminators are amazing I, uh, looking. I love all of the the way that all Custodes look they, I, to me. They yeah. are called a Nexo Strategist. Oh, mm. you got it. I was trying to find it, but yeah. Yeah, because yeah. in the Vigilist book, uh, the story of it, <gasps> Gene Stealer Cult plays a huge part Wait, uh, hold, of hold what's on. happening on the planet. Right, have we finally kicked over into uh, Vigilist lore with uh, Professor... Uh, I was Cornell trying to. I was trying to segue this. I mean, it was a pretty good yeah. segue. Danny set me up with. And yeah. Yeah. I thought you were trying that as well because you kept mentioning Gene Sterkeld. I was. Um. But. <laughs> but. But you're pretty dumb. So in the end, we that's, just had that fair. Dude, we're dang, dude. on you. Dang. Fuck. I don't even want to talk now. So. <laughs> well, try hitting the uh, BCP app button, and it'll make you want to talk. No, like I'm genuinely hurt. Mm. I'll cry about it later. I mean, that's just me. And my huge pillows. Ladies, please. Yeah. Um, so Danny and I took the, uh, we got to read all of the attachment stuff and see all that stuff. And then we gave the book to John to study up on the I'm lore. A fluff so guy. Teach it. Yeah, he's a, a fluffer. Story guy. He's a fluffer. Don't like that gameplay and I want to read about what happens. So. Uh, I read my hobby. Or at least two thirds of it. Yeah, two thirds. It's long. Oh. <laughs> so, there's so much. So fluff, much. So much in there. So much lore in this book and so many genuine reasons for all of these armies to be here. Like, I always hate the campaigns that they do where they're like, yeah, this one planet, every conceivable faction in 40k is there. Why? Because there's only war in the future. And you're like, yeah, but Tau would literally take 10,000 years to get from where they are to there. Warp tunnel. Warp tunnel. Yeah, still coming. How do they do that? Don't know. Where's their Geller field? They have a Tau thing. Stealth suit. <laughs> Stealth suit. Um, Space communists. It's okay. They can just But do this it. is the first in the series of books kind of delving into we, yeah. what they call Imperium Nihilus. Uh, so there's the kind of the, the good, honest-to-God-fearing or emperor-fearing side of the Imperium where they still have the navigation and the light and all of that kind of stuff. So yep. the regular Imperium. And then the other side of the Cicatrix is the Imperium Nihilus or the Dark Imperium. Um, you might notice it was referenced pretty heavily with the 8th edition box, Dark Imperium. And the book that came out with the 8th edition to box called Dark Imperium. Um, it's called Dark Imperium because all contact was cut off uh, when the Cicatrix opened up. And, the, the, you know, it's these worlds are cut off from the Imperium. They don't know what to do. And it kind of just, I wouldn't say chaos happens everywhere because that means something different in this case. But the anarchy everywhere. And these uh, we're going to hear more about it in the upcoming novel uh, what's the Space Marine chapter called that's coming out of the Emperor's Spears. Spears? Emperor's Spears is going to be dealing heavily with kind of building the lore of this Imperium Nihilus. Um, and this here uh, in the first book, the, the Vigilus uh, Defiant, is kind of going into our, our first kind of journey narratively into <laughs> Vigilus Defiant. Danny made two of my Blackstone Fortress models hold hands. They're Urgles. They're in love. They're <laughs> <laughs> Their love is what's dangerous. <laughs> so, oh. the 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 uh, is is kind of splitting the entire galaxy in two, and, and crossing it is impossible. 
Um, but there's one or two crossing points and areas where they can transfer between kind of the dark and the light sides of the Imperium. Yeah. And one of these points is a planet called Vigilus. And this is why it's so important. Uh, another reason it's important, Gulliman has specifically said, this planet cannot fall for any reason. So Man, that, that's a bold statement. Right. And that instantly is, that's why Ultramarines are there. That's why Dark Angels are there. That's why huge amounts of Imperial forces are there. Because if the most senior person in the Imperium says something has to happen, they're going to do everything in their power to make it happen. Yep. So I think it's because he was, you know, texting Abaddon. Going to go ahead and go to Vitrix, save it. And Abaddon's like, no, that's my planet now. Never mind. You know what? Fuck it. Vigilus. Vigilus, yeah. I think you it, mean Vicatrix. There's an A in there. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> you guys are the worst. But yeah, so uh, so that's why the entire Imperium is there. Uh, we find out very early most, on. Most of the, a lot of the Imperium. Yeah, a huge amount. There's so many s- Space Marine well, companies there's gotta there. There's got to be like 50 Space Marine companies there. All right, there. so there was the build up to this, right? Right. The, the first thing that they did was they released um, uh, the Kill Team box that was the first um, basic eye into Vigilus. Where you had the uh, devoted sons uh, and the Skatari who were there. So the Skatari were yep. actually from Stygies. Stygies eight. Yeah, the Stygies the Stygies eight Skatari were already there, right? Uh, they were stationed on the planet doing whatever they do. So they were already there to start with. That was weird. I just dropped um, the screw. Okay, it's fine. I was grabbing a rubber Did, band. Would you say that you had a screw loose? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I would. That's very um, funny. So, so I there. don't know if you realize it, Danny, but that was a joke you told right then because it was a play on words. Oh, because while a screw drops, saying a screw is loose is making me sound insane, and that's why that's funny. <laughs> that's silly. It's, it's, that is silly. <laughs> Please continue, Dave. So you, you had that box set and, and I, you know, I, I remember reading it when we got it and thinking about it. I was like, wow, this stuff is happening on this planet. Sorry, Vigilus. Dave. What's a box set? I'm a fluff guy. <laughs> <laughs> Only dealing stories. Can you tell a story so about the, Kill the box? the Team box set was designed to, uh, no. Uh, so um, Vigilus was represented there as a planet that they, the Gene Steeler cult was rising up and the uh, uh, Skitari were fighting. Then you, you get the Tooth and Claw box set where the Skitari go, hey, we weren't good enough. Uh, please come save us, Space Wolves, um, on Vigilus. Mm-hmm. So the Space Wolves show up and they put down a small uprising, supposedly. Uh, and then you have the next box set, which was um, uh, Wake the Dead, right? Wake the Dead was the next box set set yep. on Vigilus, which is... Samhain um, Eldar versus Ultramarines. So, so you have the Samhain Eldar who show up and help out and then the Ultramarines show up because Bob, or, uh, Bobby G was This like, is the story of that box. There. The Eldar's like, hey man, you want some help? We should probably fix this before shit falls. And the Ultramarines are like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking pointy-eared piece of shit. No, we gotta kill this one guy, otherwise this whole planet falls. Fuck you. <laughs> Do you know who I am? <laughs> I'm a goddamn second company tactical marine. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. So they so that that happens, and then you got Speed Freaks, which was set there. Yep. Uh, talking about the orcs. Oh man, the best part about this is that the orcs tried attacking all of the cities in Vigilus, uh, but Vigilus, uh, the Mechanicum in this world, have pretty much free reign because they make these force fields. Uh, they mass produce these force fields, so all of the hives are protected by these great force fields, and the orcs can't get past it, and they can't get through it, so they just give up and go race in the desert. <laughs> Because that's, like, that's, that's fun as shit, dude. That's why Speed Freaks happen. It's the most orky thing ever. Yeah. It's awesome. 
And then, you know, Kalgar showed up because he didn't want to disappoint Daddy. Well, sort of. Sort oh, of. well, tell us. Tell us what tell happened, us. So, John. So so start us from the beginning of the book. So beginning of the book kind of goes over water a lot. <laughs> it's a disturbing amount of detail. Uh, the, so the water scene situation opens, on the planet. Scene opens. Smash zoom cut. into water. Two. Yeah. <laughs> water. And it's like an M. Night Shyamalan film like that. What was it? Signs when they were like allergic to water or some oh, shit like that? Oh, <laughs> um, But no, it describes how about the... A lot of different kind of world building stuff. So the way time is told in the Imperium has changed as of this book officially. So we know before we like we have, you know, this is like technically I think right now is like 015 M3, you know, or like right now in this time. M43? No, no, no. Like today in the real oh. world, it would be like that. And before there was like like 995.M41. But with the Cicatrix being in here. Uh, everything is different. So like time is different all over the Imperium and it's really hard to kind of figure out what's happening or when it or happens. when it happened. Mm. So uh, Roby Gulliman uh, inserted this new system of how to tell time. Um, so really, you, dude, that's the most bureaucratic thing I can think of. Like, so it's perfect <laughs> for him. Yeah, it's exactly. so in character. That's amazing. So, um, like an example they give here, like there's literally an entire page explaining how time works. So, a, a time stamp from the new 40K would be 0.9 preview VCM.M41. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, that would be zero years and nine chrono segments. A chrono segment is three days. Oh, um, okay. Previous, which is the preview, to the Vigilus system's first instance of the Cicatrix Malorum or Maledictum. Maledictum. So, so everything oh, is I is see. based off of when they first saw the Cicatrix Maledictum. Okay. So if it was like a year before, then like I said, or this one here would be uh, twenty-seven days before the Maledictum. It would be zero point nine preview. Uh, the each system has a unique code for so for Vigilus, it's VCM. So this would be 24 days or 27 days before the Vigilus system first saw the Cicatrix Maledictum. Okay, cool. That makes sense. So so that way everyone... So And what I like about this is the, the Cicatrix Maledictum is a huge deal. Literally the entire oh, galaxy is centered around when it happened. And that's sure. how... And it's a really clever way to tell time. Um, and it kind of gets everyone's stories on order. So I, I'm looking at the map I think here. that's why I'm saying Vicatrix. Oh, probably why? Because we spent so fucking long learning. Because I was trying to yeah, say trying to say Cicatrix. Fucking Gulliman. That's what guard. it is. <laughs> Cicatrix. So, so Vigilus is part of the uh, Nachmund Gauntlet, which is one of the only two ways of getting across the Cicatrix. Right. So right now, there's safely. only two ways just to safely go across. I mean, and it talks about how some planets like pull you closer to the Cicatrix. Um, the, the, it's Imperial law. You cannot look at the night sky while the Cicatrix is out. Uh, when people look up at the Cicatrix, they go insane. They start seeing visions and they start getting heretical and things like that. So they do literally, you, it's a crime to look up. On, on Vigilus, yeah. On, on right? Vigilus. And in any any planet close to the rift or the, the maledictum, I guess, is what we're going to call it. Um, but it's illegal to look up because it'll drive you crazy. I think that's awesome. Um <laughs> Vigilus is a hive world. It's a Mechanicus world. Um, so there is a lot of forges and things like that on there. Um, the the thing I like is the, the Mechanicus kind of claimed this world and they traded their 
their uh, force field technology with the other hives to have their own space. So they're like, hey man, we'll force field all your hives. You just got to give us this one little bit of space over here. <laughs> and they're like, okay, that sounds cool. So they give them a little space. You know, the Mechanicus builds their hive. And Mechanicus burrows so far into the planet because they're trying to retrieve um, the Blackstone because this planet has a lot of Blackstone oh, in it. Okay. So they burrow so far into the planet and fuck up the inside of the planet so much it causes massive earthquakes all over the planet. Interesting. Damages the hive. But the thing is, these earthquakes, they form cracks in the shape of the Cicatrix Maledictum above them. Oh, no. So that's never a good sign. So this is kind of the planet we're on. So about 240 years before the rift, um, a bunch of gene stealers are shot out from a neighboring planet in little pods. Um, one makes it through. And as we know by anything, one is all you need. Yep. And uh, the cult of the pauper princes starts to form. Um, and starts to kind of infest in the society here. And what we see in kind of the first half of this book is how organized and how scary a full gene stealer cult infiltration is. Sure. Uh, and these guys in the book, The Pauper Princes, they're about halfway through their plan to, to kind of take over the planet. And this is 200 odd years in. Um, but what happens is the orcs show up and the, the patriarch is like, I am not letting my planning go to shit because some orc comes and attacks. So they're risen early and they're forced to arise early. It's patri patriarchs, right? Yeah, Isn't patriarch. It? Well, no, for now. For now, yeah. Okay. Um, so what happens is you have, like I said, all these orcs come and they attack the, the hives, but they can't get past the hives because of the because of the force field, so they fuck off and race. And that's when they come up with this great plan. Um, uh, they describe it as a, a magos goes to see the patriarch to come up with this plan and kind of share his idea. And the patriarch's described as being terrifying even to the cultists. And like the only reason the Magos can do it is because he has like a little psychic friend with him to kind of help temper everything away so that he translates his plan and the Patriarch is like, let's fucking do it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but sure, I feel sure. it's fairly close to what it is. What happens is the Gene Stiller cult has infected the entirety of, of life in the hive. So there's some in the guard, there's some in the PDF, there, you know, there, there's some everywhere. And the order gets made, or, or sorry, the the cult uses the, the Cicatrix Maledictum and its appearance to lower the force field on the hive. And it's pointed out here that any like any time that this would fall, uh, the force field would fall, would be like super suspicious and the, the cult would be instantly right. found out. But because the Cicatrix has come and it's like really screwing with oh, everything. What happened? They're like, oh no, it was the Cicatrix. So when the hive fell... The call is made. We're going to send out our Imperial Guard. We're going to protect the hive from these orcs coming. And they send out 4,000 guardsmen. <laughs> now, the certain, it just so happens certain regiments were requested. Uh, certain units were requested. Certain personnel and equipment was requested. And they were all sent out. The Gene Stealer Cult might have adjusted who was requested to go outside <laughs> the hive. Um, they were given the instructions, hey, hold them back until we can get the shield up. As soon as we can get the shield up, we'll radio you. You guys come back inside. You're good to go. You just got to hold off these orcs a little bit. So a speedwa of like 15,000 orcs comes down <laughs> towards the hive. They can tell from the dust clouds coming from like miles away. And the guards start fighting like, shit, okay. Whew. And this huge battle happens on the outside. Inside the hive, 
when all of the loyal guardsmen and all of the emperor's finest are outside fighting, the pauper princes choose this as the time to rise up and start to seize control of the hive. The means of production. The means of production. Yeah. The seize- <laughs> yeah. Damn, <laughs> 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 so Marxist. <laughs> Gene Steeler cult. Uh, they also hmm. use this as the the appropriate time to uh, raise the force field back up. <laughs> so I love this. That's the best. The best part of this is they send out all of their enemies and they do like a mini Istvan on them and just like lock them all outside and let the orcs just murder all their, their enemies. So they took over this hive super quick. Another place they've infiltrated is the the world's main water supply. And they have been slowly over 200 years adding their blood to the water to the point where all of the water, apart from the ones that the super high ups drink, has a slight purplish tint to it. <laughs> That's not good. Which is no. And I'm like, well, this world should be exterminated as quick. But and you I guess, can. I guess your labor, though, like, you know, they can't afford a Brita filter. So <laughs> they're screwed. Gulliman's next edict is to Brita filters for all factories. <laughs> The Brita pattern filter. Mm. Mark IV. Mark IV. <laughs> so we see a lot of this fighting over water. Like um, the, spa- the space wolves come down and they start fighting in kind of the, the planet's Arctic. Um, and that's kind of where we see that tooth and claw set. It is kind of the Arctic uh, fight between the, the gene sealer cults that's kind of protecting that water production place and the uh, gene sealer cult. Uh, we have, I think, our martyred lady sisters of battle are there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are protecting the main water source for the main populace. They're fighting genes that are called there on that. Um, and it's just lots of battles over control of resources and a lot of explanation to the importance of it. That's cool. Which is, yeah, super, super cool. Which What's, is like a mundane reason to fight over a planet, which is important because like, it's not always like about fighting over some crazy artifact or something. Right. Exactly. I mean, whenever we make up games, we make up this like Deus Ex Machina or like, yeah, this is the power stone. It's very powerful. Everyone wants this one thing. <laughs> We're like, no, you, you need this shit to survive. That's um, right, unobtainium, yeah. like you need it. So we have Space Wolf down. We also get Iron Hands coming down. Yep. And some Iron Hands successor chapters. What I learned from this book here, they don't talk to each other. No. They come down, they do their shit over here, they do their shit over there. The planetary government's like, guys, the, the fuck, we need help. You know, come help us. Because what's happening is the planetary government is shockingly, incredibly corrupt. <laughs> so they're pulling all the resources to protect their stuff. So there's no concentrated effort. There's like right. 15 people pulling forces 15 different directions to protect their things. And it kind of continues like this until the Ultramarines come uh, with Basket Case Carnal Malgar. <laughs> Newly primarified. He went through the cardboard box of the Rubicon Primaris. Uh, the, the Rubicon transmogrifier. The transmogrifier. Mm-hmm. I'm very disappointed it describes the, the Rubicon in the book. It says very he big of the cardboard it, box. Right? He said he yeah. was cut from head to heel. And I'm like, bullshit, because he doesn't have legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he it does described- now. Retcon, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but he's described as... Um, Dying, they they kill him doing inserting these three organs, and but he's reborn as Jesus. I mean, a Primaris. Uh, <laughs> he comes down, goes straight to the main hive, and Jesus Calgar kind of kicks open the door, and all of the accounts are like, "Oh shit, I know who you are," and he's just he's like, "The fuck are you guys doing? You're not organized. All this other stuff is happening here." Um. 
and he uh, forcibly removes some of the council. <laughs> like, your shit get out, your shit get out. His uh, Vikitrayax guard <laughs> go to grab a couple of council members to remove them. And like the ropes fall and they see purple ridges on them and grease paint on them. <laughs> so the gene stealer cult are now actually running the planet. And I love the fact that it's 40,000 years in the future and the best disguise we can come up with is grease paint. So mm-hmm. it just goes to my theory that all gene stealer cultists are just juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> I came out of this book liking Gene Sealer Cult. What is a GSC? So, also happening at this time is uh, on a dock in a random hive, a, an unidentified ship kind of slowly rolls in and lands. And then shitloads of Geller Pox Walkers come out of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and so that's so that's what the short story was about. Yeah, that's what the short art. story. Yeah, yeah. That's what the short story was about. What's happening is uh, Nurgle and Death Guard people sent just ships full of uh, Gallerpox infected victims down there, and this Gallerpox is like treated as the worst thing you can get. Yeah, um, it's oh, real yeah. bad. Yeah, real bad to the touch. Just it completely wipes out and infects people. So they take oh. over this port, and they just really just wipe out the whole thing. One rogue trader gets away. And she goes to the planetary government and he's like, hey guys, y'all are fucked because this is happening here. Oh, so that's the plot of Rogue Trader then. Different Rogue Trader. It's it's chick Rogue Trader, not uh Yeah. Oh, she's oh, a the, chick. Yeah. Oh, the uh the uh kill team rogue trader. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's the rogue trader plot. You're absolutely right, I didn't get that. So the chick rogue trader is like uh goes to Calgar, explains what happens. So they, they check the shipping manifests and they see the one ship has left the port since the infection started and it's heading right to these crazy coordinates where it could warp jump away. Oh man. But none of the ships there are fast enough apart from this rogue trader ship. So the rogue trader gets her little red new chases after it. I'm assuming this is what happens in the game rogue trader, uh, available now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and they somehow they say it's like horrible inside and they somehow destroy the ship. Okay. Um, that's when they find out, Two more ships took off at the same time. <laughs> and they are both on their way to Terra. Oh, no. no. But they're already in warp. That's awesome. So there is two Gallerpox laden ships full of plague zombies heading to Terra right now. Oh, okay. That's so awesome. Dream of mine right now. Mm-hmm. A Gellerpox infested, uh, infected slash traitor guardsman army would mm. be the coolest army ever. Like as Oh, a, for sure. Like... Yeah. I mean, it even makes me want to take those Galapox mutants from the Rogue Trader box and just throw them in there because they're so cool looking. They are awesome models. So nice. All right. So Galapox. So we've got Chaos Nurgle here. Um, Oh, Chaos itself comes. The skies darken. And and, ominous. uh, Harkon Worldclaimer. I'm going to get his name right now. I'm not ordering him as a model because I send uh, our friend Mini Stomp our order and I'm like, hey. I need two of the World Breaker models. And he's like, what the, is that? Do you mean this guy? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. It's, uh, it's okay. We butchered it for you twice in the uh, in the video we did. Oh, good. Good. Uh, Harpoon World Claimer. Harpoon World Claimer. <laughs> More like. <laughs> so Harpoon World Clamor comes down. <laughs> and the way it's described, it's, like it's very insidious, kind of like Chaos is, where they would describe as like sentries and tall towers would just suddenly disappear. 
or kind of guns would suddenly break. And but they were too tall for regular people to get to. What what give? And that's when we find out Harkon World Clamor comes down with like a shitload of raptors and Haldrakes. Awesome. And they're just like screaming everything. And then he psychically connects to every raptor on the planet. He psychically connects to every Haldrake on the planet and says his message in every language for every person on the planet to hear oh, about man. how this world has been claimed by Abaddon. And in 80 days, he will come to bring it to bear. Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, new Abaddon, please. Yes, please. I mean, we don't actually know. So if I it comes out, I said, John please. called it. I, I called it. Uh, and I deserve a free one two months before release. <laughs> I'm just saying, give the person what they want. The person. <laughs> <laughs> so Ultramarines are here now. Cardinal Malgar is here now. Uh, so everything is a little bit more organized and efficient about where everything's going. Um, the the Gene Circle is starting to get beaten back in some areas, but otherwise they're super strong in other places. Sure. Um, and this is kind of how book one, I guess, of, of the two-parter here ends. And the orcs are still fucking shit up, or- too, right? Orcs right. are still fucking shit up. I mean, I love the way they're continually described as a force of nature. And we talked about this, Dave, in our, our Beast Arises stuff, where, like, they're just, they're, they work best when they're just a force of nature. Oh, yeah. Like, the way they're treated, like, coming to attack the type is like like a, how a desert sandstorm would attack something, you know? It's not described as something you can control or, or predict. It's just, yeah. Here's orcs. They're oh, yeah. fighting you. Here's Have orcs. Fun. Oh, couple of great battles in this book though in the, in the sidebars uh i sent a couple of them to you guys because they were just too good too good Let's all right here so oh, uh, i like that crimson fist one you sent uh, <laughs> where they're forced to slaughter a bunch of innocent people forced well all right because so, they have like a reputation right of being like one of the most honorable chapters oh like, not and anymore like, yeah and oh, yeah. looked up to as like like champions of humanity and like they hold back the menace and yep no not so much <laughs> so top top three battles here we have the battle for the seeping delta oh, oh man yeah, this so one's good. so cool yes. yeah <laughs> so it's like this little fringe continent um just outside of one of the giant hives comes under siege un- under siege um from orcs it's like little mechanicus town pretty much uh so just right as the pauper princes lower the force fields this place gets besieged uh besieged too um the death toll was getting huge um yeah everything was going crazy on that but just as the orcs were like uh, kind of regrouped to this major major force um the the mechanicus fabricator general Decided to roll up 600 flamered, <laughs> flame armored uh, catafrons. And yeah. in my head, I'm reading this and I'm like, oh, 600 flamers? Yeah, those guys are screwed. Uh, no, he also filled the entire delta with Prometheum. <laughs> and they just set fire to the delta. Yeah, just burned the whole delta. Why burned not? it all down, which killed every single orc, um, every single mechanicus person, like a little bit of flesh left. And. Um, like the, uh, they talk about the rust stalkers yeah, that they gave like stilts to, so that they could like step above the flames <laughs> and slaughter any survivors. Yeah, that was that was crazy, and that's just kind of that great mechanicus efficiency. Yeah. Of all right, we could spend this amount of resources to fight this battle for three days, or I could end it in thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. This, seems, this is slightly cheaper. <laughs> I mean, all we're gonna lose is some regular troopers. Another great battle here: uh, the Battle of Morning Gorge. Which is the orkiest battle <laughs> I've ever heard. Hilarious. <laughs> there was a uh, single orc 
He's good. He gets a name. His name is Fragbad Squigbiter. He climbed to the top of the canyon to watch the Speedwire races because, you know, they were bored. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. They just wanted to race. He wanted a good seat to see things. As he was making his way up, he saw an entire Imperial Guard spearhead um, of just thousands of vehicles. They, were, they blockaded the canyon. So as soon as the racers kind of came in, they would just wreck shit with him. Sure. So what he did is he saw the nearest vehicle to him, which was a Death Strike missile. <laughs> and he threw every single stick bomb he had at that Death Strike missile. Which, like, the way they describe it is like 80 or 90 of them. Yeah, right. It sounds like right. a lot. It right? sounds like, like a, a lot. So I just imagine that he has his wheelbarrow. I don't know. Maybe he was going to throw them at the orc racers as they were coming by in the it's canyon. Like party favors. Yeah, party, you know. <laughs> party favors. Um, it wouldn't be speed walking if... Uh, you know. So he blew up the Death Strike missile. Funny thing about Death Strike missiles is they're giant nuclear warheads. <laughs> so he that just, blast open a connection to the warp if they have yeah. vortex missiles. Yeah. So the blast killed the entire Imperial Guard blockade, <laughs> destroyed the canyon, and also killed the entire Speedwa that was racing and round at that point. So do you think he won his bet? Got some more teeth? Or I think he's quite dead at this point. Oh, okay. <laughs> but he's but his name is will live on. <laughs> in, in stick bombs. Mm. All right, let me see here. What else have we got that's like super, super good? Oh, so there is, uh, <laughs> there is a moon on Vigilus. This isn't a battle. This is pretty good. All message services go through this moon because, as we said before, Vigilus quite corrupt. The government, right? Maybe a little favorite to to one or the other, and they they are worried that kind of messages might get misinterpreted or misconstrued. So the moon handles all of the messages. <laughs> what they do is it's described as like a tube system. So have you ever gone to like a drive-through bank and you sure. know you put your shit in the tube and it gets sucked up? <laughs> That's how I imagine it. And the tubes go down to the planet and then they stop and kind of when the packages fall out. Grav shoots open up and deliver it right to the person. Oh, that's handy. That's handy, right? However, a multiple times <laughs> um a multiple times the uh, the grab shoots have failed to open and have killed the intended recipient <laughs> by driving their message right through them. It doesn't say their skull through them because it lands with such impact. <laughs> so, yeah, that's not not great. Uh, not great message. That's one on. way to send a greeting card. Yeah. <laughs> so Merry there's Christmas, hello from the moon. There's also these like. <laughs> <laughs> There's also these massive orc cities that are building. So obviously millions of orcs are here now. Sure. They're, they're, and, and as orcs kind of bring together, they kind of build these big cities to build gargants and these giant monstrosities. Um, a combined White Scar Raven Wing Strike Force oh, yeah. gets Ugh. sent out to attack. And I'm like, man, that's good. I mean, one hits fast and hard, one hits fast and hard. All these bikes, that would look amazing. No, no, one hits fast and hard, and the other hits hard and fast. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that's right. What are they, Gork and Mark? No, no, Emperor and Remperor. <laughs> Remperor. <laughs> so they're they're riding out here, and right as they're about to to get to the start of the battle, all of a sudden Ravenwing has to Ravenwing, and they kind of pull off and head straight for something called the Vullian Swirl, and kind of abandon the uh, the White Scars by themselves, um, which made the White Scars have to retreat. Because they had the choice of retreating or dying. Yeah, and White Scars will aren't, aren't gonna aren't we'll gonna die, that right? Shit. So they they fire and faded, and they uh yeah they they got on out of here. This is what you're talking about here. Uh, Dirk Dan abandoned uh, the the good old uh, Crimson Fists. 
they were they evacuated a hive, but they posted crimson fists to stop people from getting into other hives because it's been described all throughout the book how gene stealer cults would kind of like kind of sneak in the crowd and just wear hoods so you couldn't see them so they can continue infecting other hives um so calgar abandoned decided that the tens of millions of people were going to be abandoned from this point um the crimson fist kind of formed a wall didn't let people pass and then uh <laughs> the protesters started complaining about that obviously it's like we want to get out of here we don't want to die here so they did the very smart thing and started throwing rocks at space marines. <laughs> That's what I would do if I yeah. were upset. Yeah, so uh, the, the... I'd throw stick bombs. <laughs> that seemed to work really well. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the, the Crimson Fists uh, massacred a bunch of refugees trying to get past them, which has been described as a blemish on the honor of that chapter. I disagree. Still, Calgar was convinced the action was necessary mainly because it wasn't carried out by ultramarines. <laughs> That's exactly what the story is. Acceptable casualties because it was those guys. And those guys are dorks. Let's see here. What else we got? Um, yeah. That's, so, Vigilus. Man, I, I can't wait to read this I'm myself. Hyped. Yeah, uh, We have uh, Samhain Eldar there. Again, they showed up. The, the far seer had... Uh, kind of decreed that this one person needed to be killed to stop this crazy thing from happening. They go to kill it. They're quite open. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? We're Eldar. We're, we're trying to save the future here. And that's when the Ultramarines just open fire and like, foul Xeno scum. And just murdered a whole bunch of Eldar. They dragged their, their spirit stones back to the webway. And that's where the Wake the Dead comes in. They come back with a bunch of Wraith hosts. And they're like, no, fuck you, buddy. No, fuck you, buddy. And the thing is, like, the uh, the Spirit Seers for Samhain did not get permission to use the Spirit Stones. He just started oh. in turning him into Wraith. I'm like, now I'm going to fuck this guy up. So now you have a mad Eldar dude who, oh, who dude. split from the craft world, grabbed a bunch of ghost suits, and kind of went back to kind of fuck up the Ultramarines on this And planet. hired a bunch of Cormorites to come and raid. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a bunch of Cormorites. They're raiding. Yep. And they say it's the sl- well, the Cormorants were there anyway because they slave raided on this planet because it's so densely populated. Nobody yeah. misses a couple, and it's so that the know, slave raids are super easy, and there is a webway portal right there that they can use. Oh man, that's nice. But mm. if we look in in the book, there's a map of like w- what different forces are where, and this is like this massive imperial section here, and this like growing chaos section here, and little gene stealer cults everywhere, and there's a little itty bitty drop eldar like it's right in the middle there and then there's one whole one. like con- one whole like continent that's more or less like taken over by dark eldar for slave rights yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, my favorite part about that map is actually the tiny green dot that says orc race route oh just, yeah, just they actually around. have like <laughs> they marked map, up them. Yeah. yeah it's like these are the, here be orcs you know just uh, and the armies use that to their advantage they, they would drive their opponents towards orcs so that they would get fucked up again, using them as a force of nature, like they should be. Like, no, I'm no longer so like, oh, we got a bunch of wagons. What the hell? That's all Orcs got is a bunch of different wagons. <laughs> but if you read this book in the direction they're going with the narrative and the way this game is going, it would make complete sense. Oh, sure. So, like the way Orc psyches are designed and the way they've always been described before is they make what they need at the time. So if one of them starts thinking, hey, we should race. Then all of them will start thinking that, and they'll come up with these crazy different designs and do all these crazy things. It's like groupthink made reality, right? I mean, yeah, that's the orc experience. Yeah, Crowd, I mean, yeah. There's the rumor <laughs> that funding through uh, through mind psychics. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, there's a rumor the emperor is only alive because they think he's some kind of god who's alive. 
Maybe. I mean, we all know he's just dead, but, you know, I think He's that. still... So... Yeah, that's I'm, totally I'm, off topic. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> no, no. I, I fully believe he's completely body dead, but something is keeping his soul trapped in the body. So yeah, it's a it. continent-sized factory right. called the Golden Throne. Right. But I mean, like, because uh, in Dark Imperium, you know, Gulliman talks about his meeting with the Emperor and how powerful the Emperor's psychic, you know, presence still was. So. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, that's, that's kind of... about how much of a douche he was, yeah, too. Yeah, totally. He's like, Wow. He's a douche. Imagine if your screwdriver started talking back to you. <laughs> the fuck, man. But that's where we're at with Vigilus. All these forces are kind of here and in the middle of the fight. We have a small chaos contingent here with promise of more chaos on the way. With Gene Stiller Cult being so active now and rising up. We have promise of Tyranids on the way as well. Yeah. Um, like kind of coming well, in. Premise of Tyranids, yeah. Premise of Tyranids on the way. Uh, like I said, there's. I love the fact that every faction there has a good reason to be there, which is awesome. Yeah, it really is. I can see them fitting in Necrons into this too. By the way, yeah. So I, I totally thought the Forge Bane box set took place on this planet, but it's well, the, well, here's the deal: it's the last box set, last thing they released that did not involve Vigilus. Sure, sure. So, so Necrons, all their stuff is made with Blackstone. That's right. That's what I'm saying. So, and yeah. if the Mechanicus is mining Blackstone, that tells me there's Necrons there. So, okay, check this out too. Think about this. So they're mining, this planet is chock full of blackstone, right? And it's somehow holding back the... Uh, oh, you the think this is the town there? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like, the reason that this that this whole planet is, like, a bridge between the Imperium Nihilus and the Greater Imperium is because the planet is full of blackstone, so it's repelling the psychic energy from the warp storm. Oh, and the stupid-ass Mechanicus is getting rid of it all and slowly <laughs> and, closing the gap. And that's why the, the, the Maledictum was reflected in the cracks... Of oh. the planet when they took it out. Holy shit. Imperial Knights are on this planet too. I told Oh, they are. Space. Yeah, they have yeah. House Terran, I they, saw. They talk about there's Imperial Fists and House Terran who are made to stand at a like on a trench line firing. And the Knights are getting <laughs> pissed off that they're having to stand. The Warhound <laughs> Titans are getting pissed off that they have to stand. And every day they see bigger and bigger things coming. Like, you know, one day it's boys and then it's battle wagons and then it's gargants and then it's mega gargants. So the, there's a, a Titan Manipole and a bunch of uh, Night Titans and a bunch of Imperial Fists that decide to just fuck it. And they go off to just destroy the Orc City where all this crap's being made. And they kind of break orders with the, the company or with the planet. Because, oh, like, well, yeah, you're stupid. I, I'm sure it didn't go as well as you think when you say good, Danny. No, it did. They, they fucked it up hardcore. Oh, all right. They were in the process of building a Mega Gargan. But when Warlords and Reavers and Warhounds and Knights show up, yeah, your town gets devastated pretty quickly. Unless there's one dude with a shitload of stick bombs. <laughs> and a death strike missile. <laughs> this other thing was... Oh, another thing that happened reminded me there's... And this is why I'm like, did Vincent Notley co-write this? Because there's a lot of mentions of death strike missiles in this book. Um, <laughs> a planetary governor, or one of the planetary council guys, is described as being so rich, he has this vault full of cool things, including two death strike missiles. Ooh. So the Gene Sealer cultists take over this vault. <laughs> of course they do. And they I mean, get, they send a bunch of cultists. Like you do. They, they, they take one of the missiles and they just wheel it through the hive. <laughs> <laughs> they push it through the hive all the way to uh, the what can only be described as a Warlord Titan storage room. Oh, <laughs> my Which God. has four or five Warlord Titans in it. Uh, they detonate a war, uh, the warhead, killing all of them <laughs> underneath a Warlord, but it kills like pretty much all of the warlords of that world. Oh, man. And, oh. you know, there's like a single mechanic is weeping a tear of oil when he hears the <laughs> explosion. But, yeah, like that's... 
I was like, that's crazy. And they sent so many genes to the occultists because they kept on being killed pushing this Death Strike missile. So they just kind of kept on coming on and pushing them through. Man, that's cool, though. Hmm. Terrorists, man. They are. They really, yeah. literally are. But like reading this book, I was like, wow, shit, now I have to start a gene cellar cult army. No. Stick with what you've got. And then I saw dirt bikes with sniper rifles and moon buggies. I'm just saying, as far as Gene Steeler cults being jugglers, there's literally a dude with a hatchet <laughs> driving a motorcycle. I feel like that is... Okay. <laughs> what I want you to do is paint the is paint all my guys like... Yeah. Juggalos. Yeah. When, when the... That's uh, pretty easy. It's just the, white the, face paint and some black dots. The strategist comes up. I want you to cut off and file down that map of Warhammer World. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to yes. get a transfer of an album cover for ICP and put it on top of that little disc. Like he's spinning the tunes that makes the hive worth kind of living there. And that's epic. Do it. That's... So it needs to be done. But yeah, that is that's the story. Uh, there is a bunch of extra story in the book there about the different hives and the different conditions. Uh, there's a bunch of story about each individual army and why they're there and which companies are there. Like Danny said, there's about 50 companies of Space Marines. And that doesn't even count the demi-companies of Space Marines sure. that are there. There is a shitload of Space Marines here where if this planet was to be destroyed, I don't think the Imperium could recover at this point. It would be bad news for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's almost like it would wipe out all existing Marines and just leave a shitload of Primaris. <laughs> there's a lot of primaris marines there yeah. too though there's huh. a lot of primaris marines there weird too. weird uh, <laughs> so they're just i see them typing the book and be like and then all the tactical marines died the end <laughs> the end um gg gg so i mean I, you know we've covered a ton uh or and by we i mean john because he knows oh, it man. danny and i just kind of have little glimpses of it we just listen um, i stole the book when i saw you guys doing like the the the, the rules part I'm like give me give me a story, me story. alright so this is a 200 page book yes um, and there is 116 pages of just the fluff part before you get to anything else this is a huge book it is massive and just packed full of lore and they don't skip on any of it like I said there's a page devoted to how they tell time in the cicatrix or in a post-Cicatrix world. And it makes sense. Like, I'm like, I'm yeah. reading it. I'm, I'm sarcastically messaging like Danny and Dave. Like, oh, they have words in their time now. <laughs> but I'm looking at it. It makes perfect sense. If I show up in a planet, the other side of the universe, and I want to know what day it is, then I'm like, oh, okay. You know, that, that's when did this happen? And they're like, oh, you know, 0.72, uh, you know, previo. And I'm like, okay, sweet. I know where I'm at. And especially because in the last books, they talk about how Gulliman was like, hey, y'all have like 40 different time and numbering and date systems. Which one's the best? And they're like, <laughs> um, so all of them? Because <laughs> the warp. So bureaucrats got a bureaucrat. And he's just like, all right, this is how we're doing it now. Yep. It took four years, $18 billion, <laughs> and a 600-person committee to decide on the word preview. <laughs> Success. Success, but the, I mean, and Amy just—I'm just touching the tip of the stories in this book. Yeah, you're always just touching and, the tip, and, and those <laughs> are like just the ones that got me most hyped. And the rest of this book got me super hyped as well. From from your guys' awesome coverage of the the you know formations 2.0, which is a term I fucking hate because oh, they're I, not formations. Specialist attachments. Specialist attachments. That's why I use that in. Uh, that's why I said. From are, they, of, are they formations 2.0? No, they're not. Watch this and find out why. <laughs> Well, if you look at it, and this is kind of us going to like our super positive hard sell here, 116 pages of amazing fluff. Fluff. 
yeah. where they talk about the, the, the armies that are there. They put in weird little things like mailing tubes killing people, but it makes <laughs> sense. Yep. They, they add all this up. They have a fantastic narrative campaign system that when we saw this book literally stopped our narrative campaign in its tracks, Danny. Because like, oh, well, that's just... That's exactly what we were wanting to do. Yes, yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like this is this would be such a better campaign. Yeah. Like the narrative campaign system in this book is amazing. Yep. And then there's like three super solid specialist formations. <laughs> there's more <laughs> no, than that. No, there's more. There's yeah. there's a lot of good things in there. Um, it's honestly a must buy for for a any I, kind of Warhammer. I, player. I, I think it's a must buy for everybody. Yeah. Even if you don't, yeah. like you know, we got if, sent a review copy and all of us have bought a copy. That's yeah. how stupid it is. Also, because we couldn't decide who got the review copy, but right, that's <laughs> <laughs> it's like I say fifty dollars. Oh yeah, is it, yeah, it's it's one hundred and fifty percent worth it. Um, it, you know, even if you don't have a specialist attachment, you don't need it for the the rules. Get it for the narrative. Get it for the lore. I mean, if you like the Gathering Storm campaign books, the one, two, and three as they were happening and, and telling the story of how uh, Bobby G came back and you know. Mortarian and everybody else, then you're gonna really love. Well, it's not good radio to point at the book. Danny. I know. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is that this is book one. Like it literally has a one yeah. on the spine, and this yeah. is of the Imperium Nihilus series, which so, is about the Dark Imperium. Yep. I've been clamoring for 20 years for this narrative to move forward. This past two and, years, we've had some man, great advancement. So I'm so happy. I'm, I yeah, no, it's so good. But yeah, I'm I'm done with the hard sell. You should buy it. It's it's a fantastic book. Uh, like Agreed. I said, yeah. So if if I missed anything uh, when this releases, it'll be release day. Go through the book. Let me know if I missed anything cool. Story points or weird things that are pointed out. If mean, Crimson you missed, first you missed a lot, but if, it's if Crimson Fist murdered other people than just innocent tell me about it. Tell me about it. Hashtag, hashtag. Um, I don't know. Dave sucks. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> That's the go-to man. I'm sorry. Uh, Earl Hagen was a legend. In 1960, he whistled his way into Hollywood and into our hearts. Decades later, he made a comeback, lending those lustrous lips in the 1980s to such bands as the Scorpions, Guns N' Roses, and Pat Benatar. A half century after his humble beginnings, he's at it again. This time without cumbersome musical accompaniment, he'll have you wetting your whistle and whistling along. His new album, Earl Whistles Disney, is sure to be a hit with all generations. Order now and receive a bonus album, Earl Whistles More Shit, a collection of previously unreleased material of Earl's favorite songs through the years. On this bonus album, he demonstrates his newly mastered technique of inward whistling. Order yours today on compact disc or double-length cassette. Also available at fine retailers such as Walgreens, CBS, and participating Sam Goody stores. Earl Whistles Disney. Buy it today. And we're back. We're going to be hearing some more of Peter's dulcet tones next week. I'm so excited. Uh, oh. When we do our, our Christmas spectacular. Can't possibly what? be next week yet. I know we're 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 cruising on through. We're cruising on through the December to remember. Oh yeah, um, next week. Next right. yeah, next week is our Christmas <laughs> I sh- episode. I should start shopping. We got to start. Uh, oh yeah. Also, it's Christmas in like a week and a half, Dave. Huh. Uh, time to buy your wife something. I, I hear she likes uh, corn demons. <laughs> hey baby. 
Uh, so are yeah, you, are you selling some? Uh, she likes discounted corn demons even yeah, more. Yeah, Next demons. next week we'll probably just bullshit a little bit like we usually do, and then we'll we'll go on to our own kind of forty k Christmas stories. And I promise to play the ten minute Christmas music loop behind the entire thing, <laughs> as one person has requested, and I'm sure thirty people have asked me not to do. But hey. yeah. If we wish to do everything that everyone wanted, then we'd be popular. Yeah, for real. You've uh, you've written your 40k Christmas uh, audio um, story, right? Uh, no, no, we're, that that will we be were done. Do our radio drama. We were going to act out. Are we re- are we uh, recording Monday, right? So I'll be doing that Sunday evening. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. As long as we get it done. Um, and then we'll also be, like I said, playing uh, some clips or some songs uh, instead of ad breaks in that episode of uh, Peter from NGC 40k's Frozen uh, Horse Heresy parody, uh, which is. Yeah. Quite excellent. Quite and excellent. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, uh, go see it now because that has a criminally low number of views uh, for for as good as the the songs are there. For real. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's about all I have. Uh, Dave, you have anything else you want to add? No, I'm good. Go watch the video. Yeah, go watch the narrative one though, for sure. <laughs> <laughs>